Hi, this is Pastor Austin from Connection Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our services, you can go to ConnectionNYC.com or check us out at ConnectionNYC on Instagram. Hope you enjoy it and hope to see you soon. Today we're going to be talking again about worship. If you guys have been here, you know that we have done uh, some sermon series leading up to this moment, right? We had a sermon series on the church, we had sermon series on prayer, teaching, and we've been going through worship and we've been doing that kind of breaking down these building blocks of what actually makes us a church and what makes us followers of Jesus and why those things are important and impactful. So right now we're going through worship, and today we, were go- we are going to talk about why worship, uh, why we worship, and why that uh, worship itself is so important to our walk with Jesus. If you guys would turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, and you can turn there, again, tap, swipe, uh, if you go to connection.family and click on worship, I believe is the button. If you click on that button, you have the lyrics there, but also if you scroll to the bottom, you should have uh, the scripture there as well. If you guys remember, we have been doing some definitions because, again, I like defining words. And we defined worship as the act of declaring to God his worth, affirming who he is and what he has done, and responding to him in praise, adoration, thanksgiving, and awe. So that is our definition of worship. And as we look in 1 Peter chapter 2, we're going to look into a few things why we worship, right? And why that worship is so important. So if you guys would join me there, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1 says, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the spiritual milk, that by it you may grow up into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. At the beginning of this section of scripture, we see Peter say the word so, which to me tells me, okay, he said something before that, and he's saying, with this information, this is how we should act. So what was that information? Uh, in chapter 1, Peter's writing about, you can go back and read this on your own if you like, he's writing about the importance of being obedient and not being conformed to the world. Remember last week we talked about uh, the importance of obedience and staying connected to the vine and keeping the commandments of the Lord. And so we even see this, Peter is kind of setting this section of scripture up with the same message saying, we need to obey, we need to be obedient to the Lord. And if we are obedient to the Lord, it means so, this is what we will do. We'll put away all malice and deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander, and we will seek things that are good. Like an infant seeks milk, we will seek spiritual milk so that we can be built up and grow up into this salvation. We do this because we have actually tasted the Lord. If we have tasted that the Lord is good and we know of his goodness, then there should be this reaction to seeking his goodness in the same way that an infant seeks milk for sustenance. Basically, if we've experienced God, right, if we've truly experienced him, our response can be nothing short of a complete transformation into someone that longs to grow up into our salvation. Not that our salvation is earned, right? We're not talking about growing up into salvation and that you know we, we learn how to be saved and we figure it out on our own and then we earn salvation, right? That's not what this is talking about. Rather, through offering ourselves as worship, longing for this spiritual milk the way a newborn longs for milk, we have an even more mature understanding of the importance of salvation 
and worship. And right, the reason we're able to come to the Lord as a living stone, even while being rejected by men, is because we have been chosen and counted as precious by God. If we follow Jesus as a Christian, we believe that we've been chosen and counted precious by God. So if you're writing things down this week, the first point is, why do we worship? We worship because we are chosen. We worship because we are chosen. Have you guys ever been chosen for something? Because being chosen is, is a pretty big deal, right? If somebody selects you, if they choose you for a certain purpose, a certain thing, a certain activity, it feels good, right? I can remember when I was a kid and I was selected as the team's spokesperson for an interview at a double-A baseball game. Our team had done really well in this tournament, and we were going to an Arkansas Travelers game. And if you're from the Little Rock area, as at least one of us in here is, uh, you know the Arkansas Travelers. They're pretty awesome. And so we were going to this game as a team. We'd been invited to be interviewed, and the interviewer was asking our team as a whole who should do the interview. And the way he decided to do this is he posed the question. He said, okay, who on your team talks the most? And without hesitation, the entire team said, Austin. And I did not know in that moment whether to be honored or if I was a little bit insulted that they didn't even have to think about who spoke the most, right? But he said, who talks the most? And my team said, Austin. And they actually chose me. They selected me to be the person who got to be interviewed. So our, our team, quote unquote, was being interviewed by the Arkansas Travelers, but all the questions were being posed to me. And I was answering on behalf of the team. I was chosen to do this. or I, I was selected as the best or most appropriate person from our team to do this, right? And we see that this is how we've been selected by God through Jesus, right? The definition of chosen is having been selected as the best or most appropriate. We haven't been chosen by God because of our own ability or our own actions, we've earned the right to be chosen, right? We've been chosen and counted precious uh, by God through Jesus. Remember last week we talked about abiding in the vine and staying connected to him, and through him we bear much fruit, and apart from him we can bear nothing, right? The reason we can be selected and be chosen and counted as precious is through our relationship of, with Jesus. His sacrifice for us means that we can be chosen, and it feels great to be chosen, especially by an almighty God. So we worship because we have been given through Jesus the ability to be chosen. If we continue a little further into 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5, Peter says, You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. In verse 7, So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to. Again, Peter is recalling the importance of obedience. He's recalling the importance of us 
living and submitting our worship, remember we submit ourselves as our truest form of spiritual worship that we learned about last week. In order to do this, it starts with obedience. In order to stay connected, it starts with obedience. And God has chosen us and counted us as precious. And he is also in that choosing, building us up. Through our longing and desire for this spiritual milk and our growing up into this salvation, our sacrifice of ourselves as spiritual worship, we are being built up into a holy priesthood. We're being built up into this thing that can be submitted as worship to God through Jesus. We were given this access through Jesus to not only be chosen by God, but to be accepted by God. Through Jesus, our spiritual sacrifices our worship, our lives become acceptable worship. So if you're writing things down, not only are we chosen and counted as precious by God, but we are accepted. We're accepted by God. Sometimes we might think of being chosen and being accepted as the same thing, right? Because they can have some overlap. There are some similarities, right? But being chosen and being accepted are actually two completely different things. You can certainly be chosen for something and not be fully accepted. There's a lot of examples that we can think about that would would illustrate this, right? But Haley and I are currently watching a show uh, called Ted Lasso. Right? It's pretty popular. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. Maybe you're not all the way caught up. Maybe you haven't seen it yet. So I definitely won't spoil anything. Uh, but I will also recommend that you watch it if you haven't seen it. And Ted Lasso, he is a Midwestern guy from the U.S., all-American guy, you know, kind of go USA type of person. And he gets a job as a professional football coach or a soccer coach, right, in England. He's chosen. He's selected for that job. But it takes a while before he becomes accepted in that role. He doesn't know a lot about football or soccer. He doesn't know a lot about strategy. He doesn't even know about things like relegation and that practice is called training, like some of these simple building blocks, right? He was chosen and selected to be the coach, but he's not accepted as the coach maybe ever later on. I don't know. You should watch. I don't want to spoil anything. But just because he was chosen does not mean he was immediately accepted, but Thankfully, Jesus provides a pathway for us for both to happen, right? Have you guys, think about a time maybe you were hired for a job and it takes a while for you to build a community at your new job, right? Think about a time maybe you move to a new location and it takes a while to build up community in a neighborhood or you attend a new church and it takes a while. You may be chosen and selected and allowed to go to those places, but you don't really feel accepted right away. And thankfully with Jesus, this pathway, we get to be chosen and counted as precious and accepted immediately. There is no time where God's like, hey, I choose you and you're precious, but I don't accept you. Through Jesus, we are given this value that our worship, our lives can be submitted to God in a way that is chosen, counted as precious and acceptable in keeping God's commandments and staying connected to Jesus. We are built up into a priesthood that is chosen and accepted by God. If we go a little further into 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, it says, You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, 
that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. And so Peter tells us that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's possession. We belong to God, right? Once we may not have belonged to anyone. We've been rejected by man. We were not a people. But through Jesus, we become God's people. Once we were not chosen and accepted, but now we are chosen and accepted by God. And why does God do this? Why did God send his son Jesus to die? Why is it important for us to stay connected to the vine? Why is it that we are to submit all of who we are in worship to God? It's so that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who called us out of the darkness into his marvelous light. It's so that God can be glorified through every single aspect of our lives. And we talked about this last week, right? That how do we worship? How, how do we practically move out and show that we are worshiping God in our day to day? We talked about staying connected to the vine. We talked about keeping the commandments. And the practical outflow of that is that we will love one another the way that Jesus has loved us. That's how we practically show that we are giving God all of us, that we are giving ourselves as a living sacrifice and submitting ourselves as worship. But why? We do this because submitting our lives to God to be built up as his chosen and accepted people in order to proclaim his excellencies is the entire purpose of the reason we were created and bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. So if you're writing something down, we worship because it is our purpose. We worship because it's our purpose. We're chosen, we're accepted, and it literally fulfills our purpose as human beings to submit ourselves to God in worship. How often are we walking around in life and feeling this, this feeling of not being completely fulfilled? How often do we see famous actors, famous athletes, people who seemingly have everything together and they're still not fulfilled? How often do we come across people who are maybe utilizing things in their life to, to cover up a hole in their heart? They're trying to uh, cover up exhaustion with self-care. They're trying to cover up the inability to purchase things with throwing things on a credit card, right? They're try We're trying to fill these areas of our life that are this, it's just this huge gaping hole. And we tell ourselves this lie over and over again that we can take care of it, we can take care of it. But in reality, what's happening is we have a purpose that is not being fulfilled. And unless we're willing to submit ourselves, everything that we have, everything that we are, to this calling that God has placed in our life to worship, we will never fill that hole. We will never fill that purpose. And so as we walk day to day and we think about all the times we've been rejected, we think about all the challenges that we're facing, we think about all the areas of our life that feel thin, 
They, they feel like they don't matter. When we walk with God, when we submit everything we have to Jesus, everything becomes worship and everything matters. And everything matters to this eternal extent. All the things that we're doing in our day-to-day lives that feel mundane and feel meaningless, it all has meaning when we submit ourselves in full and complete worship to God. Because in that way, we are fulfilling our purpose. And in that way, when we fulfill our ultimate purpose, everything else that goes into helping us fill that purpose gains purpose. So if there's something in your life that you're thinking about right now and you're like, man, I don't even know what God is calling me to in this area, bring it back. Bring it back to the foundation of what you've been called to do, which is to submit yourself as worship to God. It's my prayer that as Connection Church individually and as a whole, that we remember that we have been chosen and that we have been accepted for a very, very specific purpose to make everything that we do and anyone that we come into contact with and every second of every aspect of our life about worshiping God. Why do we do that? Because we've been accepted, we've been chosen, and it's literally God's purpose for our lives to submit ourselves to worship Him. Let's pray. God, we're just so grateful for this time that we have this morning to come together and just to talk about worship, God, to talk about the importance of it and why we worship you. Lord, as we've spent several months walking through what it looks like to be a church, what it looks like to pray and to teach and to worship, God, how we do those things and why we do those things. God, I pray that as a church, we have a better understanding of the foundation of what it looks like to follow Jesus, what it looks like in a day-to-day context, what it looks like in an overall context. Lord, I pray that we would be bold and brave enough to submit everything that we have to you. God, that we would be bold and brave enough to stop placing our worship and everyday mundane things that are going on in our life. God, to stop placing our worship in our own personal goals, but God, to just give everything to you and to watch you transform our hearts and our souls and our minds. God, to watch you transform our lives into all these small things that are adding up to worship you. God, rather than having one-off things in our life and these tasks or activities that we have day to day that we feel like, oh, we just have to get this done and it doesn't mean anything. God, all those can be a cumulative buildup to understanding more about our salvation and the importance of our worship. God, you can work in and through all those things if we just submit everything that we have to you. So God, I pray that we would submit everything to you as worship. God, that you would work through all those things. God, I pray that as a church, as we move forward past this sermon series as we begin to go into the book of John next week. God, I pray that we would look at every piece of your scripture with the lens that you have blessed us with these past several months. God, we would look at every piece of scripture knowing 
that you have a specific message for us that fits within this structure of praying about it, teaching it to others, and submitting those tasks as worship to you, God, that we would make everything about you. And in turn, we would find purpose. We would find drive. We would find momentum. We would find this exciting reason to get up daily knowing that you could use anything and everything that would happen in a given day to bring yourself glory and to give us even more purpose. God, we ask that right now as we move into a time of response, God, this would be the first moment that we begin to take this step of putting every single thing in our life through this filter or through this lens of what it looks like to truly follow you and truly submit everything we have in worship to you. God, why do we do that? Because you've chosen us to do this. God, through your son Jesus and his sacrifice, we are accepted by you. And God, it's the reason that you created us in the first place. So God, I pray that we would fulfill our purpose, that we would follow you wherever you call. And God, that you would receive honor and glory and praise through our life as we submit everything to you in worship. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.